0: All right. Hey, guys. So thank you very much. So what was going on there is um, YouTube had switched their settings. So instead of going directly live uh, the normal way we go live, we had to go do an event. And so I was going live to the normal way, not the event way. But part of the reason why we're trying to get better over here is that if you guys head to the Liberty Advisor show... And then there actually is a, it's actually a forward slash YouTube. But right now, uh, you know, there is a live stream section. All the links that John and I are going to cover are in that section. So if you guys are wondering, and you know, in the past, you guys are thinking like, Hey, you know, you guys covered lots of great articles and where can we find those articles where you can find them? Actually, let me show you right now. So you guys head to, and this the site, you know, still work in progress. So you hit the live stream up here. It's going to eventually open up and then boom, you see the show right there. And then you scroll down. And you've got, you know, link after link after link after link, and I'm sure, we're, you know, as things are going, we'll probably find even more links to put up there. But for now, you know, we've got a great show headed for you today, and somewhere I had a little opening intro, and I seem to have lost it, but uh, we're in the uh, the melee of trying to figure out if we we're actually live or not. But uh, anyways, anyways, welcome to the Tim and John Show, episode 23 titled all hell could it be breaking loose and that is in reference to uh an article that we have coming up for you but right now we got tons of information on the economic news stock market news crypto news a little bit of election news obviously because that's right around the corner and uh yeah we're going to try to see as much stuff as we can jam pack into this article so the first off we have you know obviously yesterday Huge day down, huge day down on the Dow. The Dow was down, I think it was like 947 points yesterday. So, just you know, massively down day on the Dow Jones Industrial Average today. Uh, you know, and actually, if we're taking a look at like the trailing five day over here, I mean, it's it's down, you know, quite a bit. I mean, we started the week at around uh, where was it? Around yeah, we're definitely not, we're definitely not up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And actually, today, I mean, it was only, it actually sort of shocked me. It only it was down, I think, like eight points today, or maybe I was looking at the futures market. But yeah, the futures shows down one ninety yesterday was down nine forty. I, yeah, I think I think
1: the Dow is down and the Nasdaq is up because of earnings
0: on uh, the FANGs. Yeah, and then the, the yeah. So I mean, it's just been you know bloodbath of, of a week, and you know who's been talking about hey right before the election they're probably gonna pull the rug on the stock market because the stock market has an 86 percent correlation two months before an election if the market is down two months before an election uh you know going into the election then uh then it doesn't really bode well for the incumbent so let's take a look here on the chart because I, you know i should have done this before we uh before we were here but let's see we're doing this in real time over here so we take it back two months i mean we're i don't even know what today's date is so we're here on the 30th we're about, yeah, we're, you know, yeah, definitely, we're definitely way down and on a three month. We're basically even on a two month. uh You know, we're right about the 29,000 mark or just underneath that. And then today we're at 26. Um, yeah. And now so we're, now
1: we're heading into another, uh, like the futures are down again and uh, Nikkei and um, a lot of Asian uh, markets are down as well. So I think we're heading towards another uh, turbulent Friday. <laughs> tomorrow
0: Yeah and did you see that article where it actually showed that there was something that happened yesterday that actually has only happened twice ever in history did you uh, do you have any idea what i'm talking about uh,
1: that is the uh, combination of doom has taken place only uh, on only two prior occasions in history is that correct on uh, it's on zero hedge
0: well it proves that you can read so, uh, so yes uh, yeah please <laughs> please please go uh, please go ahead tim and uh, and enlighten us here uh, well basically what we had what we had happened yesterday or what we had happened yesterday is that you had the S&P was down The bond market was down, and the gold market is down. So, you and usually you're not going to see in the the, whoever titled this thing actually you know titled it wrong on the top of here. But anyways, you're usually you're not going to see all three of those down at the same time because if people are leaving the the stock market, they're usually going into the bond market, or you know if they're leaving both the stock and bond market, you expect them maybe to go into the gold market and crypto was down. Yeah. And, and, oh, but, you know, it has been, you know, it's been holding above 13 here for, you know, it, I mean, it was down, you know, a little bit below that, but we were, you know, touching pretty close to 14,000. So,
1: yeah, it was uh sort of, it was very interesting. It was actually correlating off again. And, and that pr- proves that it could be on a, a, you know, very soon going on a very tangent, like going on a tear. Uh, and uh but it's interesting of course I, I think it also had a little bit to do with some people got started to get into margin territory maybe and uh, having to sell off assets uh, left right and center again I, I don't know like do you think like we're, we're uh, like where we were back when was it that uh Helbert broke loose there again Tim was that March uh? Yeah, uh, I'm it was trying Mar- to remember. March, it
0: March 11th and March 18th. Yeah. So that was like, yeah. like right before like the real thick of things. I mean, that was right as it was it was going starting to go down big okay. time, huge.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And and uh, you know, and when when everything is down, and that includes crypto as well now, that they should uh, you know add into it because cryptos are becoming a uh, more and more known uh asset class and of course uh you know bitcoin is the one that everybody flies into that you know doesn't uh, know anything about crypto so uh it, i think we're starting to see that you know with uh different things happening with the financial markets with custody and all this stuff for the big uh, wall street guys you're gonna see a lot more uh the both uh, like it, we also saw corporation you know tw- was it twitter uh no forgot for, no it was uh sort of was uh square yeah it was square that actually added to their corporate treasury right uh, um bitcoin as well like 50 million or something was it wasn't that, was that correct
0: yeah i mean square does yeah. have you know a position in you know the cash uh, the cash app i believe and and that's also you know jack dorsey uh you know twitter you know, oh, yeah, own yeah. property i'm not sure if they're you know a subsidiary or anything but anyways you know jack dorsey is you know sort of behind both of those uh and then but yeah some of the other things we have going on to another article over here that shows yeah yesterday the s p was down three and a half percent as surging virus cases threaten shutdowns and then as a sign of the top porn star pitches trading seminar it's the right time to get into stock so here we have you know uh, porn stars and now you know along with you know <laughs> teachers on Robinhood trying to tell people that they should be getting into the stock market so you know just anything we can here i'm new to the stock market but today i saw my investment rise from six dollars a share to twelve twenty a share and before i could find the button to trade it dropped to 431 a share i have never understood market volatility more poignantly in my life so there we go and so if you start taking you know advice from uh from strippers then uh, the next article kind of goes right into that twenty twenty one a year of mass bankruptcy. So maybe that's what happens when you take your advice from strippers, and the next year you end up bankrupt. So, you know well, nice. you, you know what I I, I don't even think
1: it has to do with that, Tim. I, I think uh, you no, know, I the year of to, bankruptcy is because spec- yeah. yeah no. But- <laughs> 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 no, it's 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 interesting. You know, with, with the year of bankruptcy, this is all because of you know the mass amounts of. Uh, Extensions on debt that have been put up i actually this is interesting tip so i got a a phone call because i got you know loans here and there and uh, i got a phone call from uh scotia bank and uh they were asking you know like are you in trouble uh financially it's like what are you talking about like am i late on something here like what's uh, going on
0: icebreaker there yeah and
1: yeah and,
0: and i was like what, what
1: the heck is going on so i asked like well why, why are you asking me that like i'm very confused like have i not paid the my uh, you know recent like loan with you guys or what, what's happening here i'm i'm pretty sure i'm up to date and and then they were like no we're just uh, uh doing a survey to make sure that you know everything is uh, all right for you as a customer and that you don't need uh you know any moratoriums or any extensions on your uh, payments and so on so it looks like the the canadian banks are sure uh, on the ball here, Tim. Uh, you know, trying to really push uh, and and hold up. Uh, you know, everybody. So we're not drowning on the water here, uh, because that's that's what's going on. That's why I think 2021. Unless they're gonna just keep on, you know, bailing out everybody every single day. That's going on and and keep it on extending moratoriums um of course an extension on debt you know 2021 will be the year of uh, mass bankruptcy because both you know corporations the private people everybody that is in you know huge amount of debt are gonna have serious issues uh tim and I, I think you I think that's you know what your thoughts are as well but uh, i I think we potentially are hitting uh, you know uh going towards the 2021 that's gonna be pretty crazy and, you Know maybe my uh 2020, uh 2020 2021 CLO Black Swan is gonna come come true, Tim. Uh, I guess we'll have to see still, but uh, it, it's starting to look more and more like that we're heading towards that way, especially with you know the presidential the elections coming up. And um, uh, I, I think you know, uh, usually like in a new uh, you know, when you move over uh, an election, usually, you know, the, it gets hit, you know, right as in between from October and out. Right. If, if I'm not mistaken, then
0: uh, I mean, October tends to be one of the worst months. I think actually yeah. September is the worst month. We, I remember we did a show. Uh, I only know that because last month we did a show that uh, there was something called the September effect. And you guys can go back. I think it was episode 19 or 18. And then, uh, you know, I was traveling to Jekyll Island. So we did, you know, we took a little bit, bit of a break, but John and I are trying to go live now every Tuesday and Thursday. So I know you guys can mark your calendar for that. As uh, you know, we try to drop all the latest news while we're still on WhoTube. So, uh, and if in the event that we're not on YouTube anymore, make sure to check out if you guys go to the Liberty advisor show.com and we now have it live where down below you guys scroll down a tiny bit and you see all different places that we are live uh, and all different places that you can find us on podcasts, on you know, other places like Odyssey and BitChute, which, you know, we're, we're probably by the end of uh, next week, we'll probably have all the bit shoots, uh you know, at least up for the Tim and John show live. And then we're going to, you know, keep updating stuff. I mean, Rome wasn't built in the day. But, you know, anyways, moving along here. And I do agree with you that 2021, I mean, the only thing that can, I mean, they can kick the can down the road by maybe having the fed coming in and uh you know yeah. making these co- corporations get even more zombie like you know what that mean? what a zombie corporation is, is basically a company that can't even pay its interest and so sort of like you know the economic hitman model uh you know the these yeah. banks they just you know what they need what they want to do is just you know give a, another loan so then that way you can pay the interest on that loan and it's a whole big you know ponzi scheme but you know eventually and you and you, you know you hit on this with your piece that said first the fed will what was it, they own nothing and then they own everything or something like that or um, yeah opposite no, way. but yeah, yeah everything and yeah, nothing exactly. yeah i was thinking that right yeah because right. i
1: and i didn't say that just because i thought so or because i listened to that. I, I actually looked at bank of japan uh and what they've done because they had a massive demographic cliff they're really struggling their economy to actually get inflation and and have growth in the economy because people are aging and and they have a natural deflationary state. And uh, of course, you know, the United States, Germany, Canada, and many other Western countries are in the same state where they have that age group that are a huge piece of society that are actually aging or exiting, you know, out of the, the workforce. And, uh, you know, they're pulling out their investments. They got to sell their house, houses and all this stuff to them. Uh, So it's a huge deflationary pressure, of course. And, you know, who's going to buy it, you know, is... Uh, the millennials just going to go and uh, jump in. Well, they start a little bit with Robin Hood, of course. Uh, and, I was uh, just about to uh, say that. So funny mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> well, great mind thinks alike, isn't it? Let's <laughs> jump in. You know in. Well, You, you, no, it's, the, it's, you yeah. the
0: book, The Demographic yeah. Cliff by uh, Harry Dent? It's, uh, and basically- you know I. I have it at home. I haven't read it yet.
1: But I do know exactly what he is talking about, though.
0: Because I've said it like 100 times yeah. to you. But yeah, so basically, I mean, the, the gist of the book, so you, if you guys don't necessarily have to read it, is that the average person in America spends the most amount of money in their lifetime at age 46. Baby boom ended in, uh, I believe it was from 46 to 64. So then if you add 46 to 1946, you get 1992. The end of the baby boom is basically started petering out in 2008. That's when everything started climbing. Collapsing, and then everything's been basically paper over since 2008. But as baby boomers, you know, realize that the only real asset that they have is you know their homes and maybe some financial stocks and the stocks. That, and then you know, we'll kind of get to some of this a little bit later on because it dovetails into another thing I wanted to mention. Actually, you no know, hell, we'll just go to it right now. Uh, skip. I'll skip ahead a few articles over here, and this is uh, Bill Dudley. So Bill Dudley is a former New York Fed. Governor, I believe he was a Goldman Sachs uh, guy as well. Oh, yeah. President. Uh, yeah, he's a,
1: he's another golden – one of the many golden boys, yeah.
0: yeah, One of the golden boys. And I you know he was saying you – know, kind of skipping over here to the end – is you know there's a big problem here because now you know yeah the Fed could I mean I'm just you know paraphrasing this but he's like basically you know the Fed uh, yeah they could rate they could lower rates a l- little bit more and maybe the third year can go a little bit lower but you know how much good is that really going to do the average person and so uh, what he was advocating was uh, well then we need a big fiscal response because now that the rates are so low people need to save a lot more money to hit their goals and now that the Fed has done this and screwed up even though he was the head of the New York Fed which for anyone that knows the head of the New York Fed is the one that basically yeah, I mean, exactly. It, yeah, the Fed chair sort of, you know, they do the totally trading
1: the desks and everything.
0: Yeah, they're the ones who actually run, yeah. who, who actually run things. So, uh, you know, for him to be, you know, calling this out, I'm like, yeah, well, you're the, well, you know, said a bad word there. But, you know, you're the guy out there who's, you know, advocating this, pushed the policy, got us to where we are now. And now he's like, oh, you know, <laughs> we need like seven trillion dollars to go do something. But where I was where I was getting at with this, because, you know, I skipped ahead here, is that if, you you know, if you have all these seniors who, you know, maybe, you know, people 60 years old and older, and, you know, now they realize that, you know, their kids are moved out of their house. They've got a big McMansion, 3,000 square foot house that they don't need, and it's the biggest asset that they have. And so you're probably going to see a lot of people who are going to be selling homes, especially if you're in California or New York or Illinois or any one of these other, you know, communist, Democratic run hellholes. And uh, you're probably going to see a lot of mass selling because people need the liquidity to fund their own retirements and then that is yeah. and so you can't outrun demographics now you can maybe outprint your way out of demographics where we just you know have hyperinflation well japan has tried it japan yeah, has they've...
1: tried it but they're kind of like really struggling to get any kind of inflation they've been like more like stagflation but they've been buying a ton of assets of course
0: Yeah. I mean, they're the biggest, uh, you know, our most indebted first world country in the world. And you know it's a sign of things. And, you know, we, we were just talking about the 2021 mass bankruptcy. Well, now we have an article over here from Wells Fargo and well, not from Wells Fargo, but it's about Wells Fargo is selling its $10 billion student loan book. And so you have to ask yourself, why are they selling? A student loan book when student loans are is debt that can't even be forgiven thank you bill clinton for that uh because yeah. you know loving liberals and everything they do with that and so what you're probably s- going to be seeing here is you're going to see you know a wave of defaults even though you can't really default on student loans and you know they still have you know they'll go out to your house with uh and i do realize i say you know too much so i'm really going to try to stop saying but you know th- uh but, but uh, tim was
1: not just another thing, was it, I shared an article on our Discord and I think it was, uh, was it about Fargo or was it Bank of America? I forgot which one of the banks, but they actually came out with a card that you could pay directly or a student loan uh, with your credit card, uh, like using you know the cashback or whatever they had on it, uh, to pay. So yeah, just go in some higher debt to pay off your. Well, it might not
0: be debt. a bad idea because <laughs> no, because you can't forgive student loan debt, so you can pay off I guess so, loan yeah. debt. Yeah. So you can't pay off student loan debt. You could get well, Bank of America, not financial. Yeah, advice. you could go bankrupt. Definitely on not financial advice. You can, <laughs> you can then have your. Uh, unsecured, high interest rate yeah. credit card, just default on that, and then now you yeah. default. But then you know they'll, what they'll probably do is okay. You get like a ten thousand dollar card, but you're a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, so it's not really. Oh, yeah, no,
1: yeah, what? no. I, they, they wouldn't be that stupid. The, the banks, of course, you know, knowing uh, on their business plans to rip you off, of course, like what they do with most stuff. And of course, Wells Fargo is an interesting bank, you know, in itself. You know the the crime uh, over there is just rampant when it comes like me and Josh, I think we had like seven or eight different videos on all the different crimes that uh, Wells Fargo has committed from, you know, from fraud with uh, mass amounts of fake bank accounts to, uh, you know, adding insurance onto people that they didn't ask for uh, to whole, I I forgot all, all of it. Like it's been a while since I actually like looked at all the fraudulent activity over there, but of course, you know, it's funny how, you know, it was when, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Warren Buffett got in there that it really started to go south, but he's like, oh, I'm trying to fix the bank over there. But now I guess he's, uh has he, no, he hasn't completely sold out of uh, Wells Fargo, has he, or uh, I'm uh, trying to remember now.
0: I think he, he definitely uh, lightened up his position, you know, quite a bit, Uh just actually just, just recently. He went ahead and did that. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's you know, just you know, more of the same old from uh, Uncle Warren. He's, he reminds me of, you know, Joe Biden. You know, they're just two old guys eating an ice cream, non-threatening. Don't worry about them. But, you know, maybe Joe Biden is really non-threatening because he's going to just a puppet up there uh, when it's going to be, you know, Kamala Harris and all her handlers who are going to be the ones who are actually going to be running the show. And then uh, we do have another article coming up here now where it's uh, it's coming a huge bond-buying opportunity. So I love how they say, you know, bond-buying opportunity, aka, you know, the bond market is going to go down. But the thing is, the Fed has the ability, and they've already done this, to distort the market. So you can't really... Yeah. Because we don't live in a free market, you don't really know what is what really the trajectory on that is. So I definitely wouldn't recommend, like, shorting the bond market or anything like that. Because if like you're like me and you gave a presentation at Anarchapoco where you called how the bond market was about to blow up. And here's the reasons why the bond market's about to blow up and the feds gonna have to come in and buy the bonds. And if you gave all the historical analysis for why that was about to happen and you bet against the bond market, you would have lost because what would have happened is you had companies like BlackRock who are issue, who are uh, acting as a broker and middleman to then uh, basically offload all these ETFs, corporate junk bond and investment grade bond ETFs to the Federal Reserve, where now the Federal Reserve owns the actual underlying bonds. And so it's, it's basically, it's even worse than fascism because it's, the Fed's not even part of the government. So now we have these you know, private cartel who then now owns all these corporate bonds. So if the company's default, now the Fed, who never had the money to begin with, now owns all the assets. So companies like you know Hertz Rental Car and all these other companies out there you know were able to basically you know float a little bit longer because the fed was coming in and blackrock were the ones who actually own who it was one of them was their own etf that they were unloading their own etf and they, they were making yeah, off-
1: money on the yeah exactly no they were making commissions on it and and if you don't believe me like just go actually on the fed's website and you'll find that commission agreement that uh that, that they actually have i think i shared it ones on our discord too if you go way way far back you'll actually see the the document itself but it's it's just so laughable that you know they're right in your face basically selling their own bad assets uh, to the to the central bank on behalf of themselves uh it's <laughs> you know you gotta take crime to another level and of course uh, you know what's his uh, face as well jerome powell uh had investments i don't know if he has it anymore with, uh, BlackRock, with blackrock as well yeah so it's it just intermingled and it just shows you how how little they you know care about what they're doing to people, of course. And you know I buying so Tim, can you like uh, you know tell people how like it? So okay, so if we go from here, you know, the 10 years at what now like was well, 0.83 or whatever right now, if you go from here, uh, do you think it's any possibility that they will actually hike interest rates at all? Or do you think no. um, what I actually wrote on my book in 2015 that they're actually going to cut rates uh, all the way down to negative and continue?
0: What's going to happen is, is they. I don't even know if they're even going to do that. I mean, they already have. You know, in the actual real interest rates are already negative from the fact yeah. that inflation's obviously higher than you know point. It's actually point eight two now on the ten-year treasury. But uh, yeah. what? What's going to eventually happen is, I mean, the Fed can really only try to save, you know, maybe two of three things. They can try saving the bond market, the stock market, or the dollar. And so, you know, as the stock market's going down, what they're doing, and as the bond market was about to implode, they decided to print a whole bunch of money to save the bond market, which then in turn saved the stock market. But by printing all the money on a long enough time horizon, they're going to try, they're going to eventually destroy the dollar. So eventually, you're going to see the Fed lose control of the interest rates and so even though they have a fed funds rate that's you know whatever the hell it is now zero uh and the sulfur
1: yeah eventually
0: and all that really is is the overnight i know that you know this a lot of people listening to this already know this but this is just the overnight lending rate to banks you know hypothetically but but the fed's coming in and was buying up longer term bonds as well so i mean effectively eventually they're gonna have to monetize probably over a hundred percent of all of the bonds that are out there in order to keep a lid on this, because if rates start going up, uh, what people don't really understand is that it, that the underlying value of the bonds works like a teeter totter. So if the rates are going up, the underlying values of the bonds, are going down and the reason for that is if you had a bond that was paying two percent and now you can go to the market and get a bond paying six percent hypothetically like nobody's going to want your two percent bond if i can go to the store not like it's a store but and get one for six percent no one's going to do that so in order to, so there is a mathematical equation that actually has to i mean it gets started getting the really geeky stuff over here it's technically not it's technically the bond duration so if you had a 10-year bond bond duration, let's say 30 a 30-year bond uh, a duration of thirty, rather, and the interest rates go up one percent, you just lost thirty percent of your value. Interest rates go up two percent, you've lost you know a little bit over sixty percent because of compounding. So I mean, you have you start having a Federal Reserve that has you know trillions of dollars in assets, and rates start going up, they're going to lose money. And there actually is a guy named Tim Pichot who wrote his congressman on Facebook, who was going to interview Janet Yellen, and my ballbuster question actually snuck through and made it to Janet Yellen two years ago. Uh, in front of congress we're going to ask I'm like what happens if the rates do go up like you guys say they're going to go up then the underlying values of your bond portfolio is going to absolutely collapse historically you actually give back 6% of all the profit aka you guys keep 94% of all the profit well in that scenario you're going to lose money what do you have to do like send the treasury a bill and then janet yellen said that my scenario was mathematically impossible i mean a fucking alien attack tomorrow is technically possible and my scenario all my scenario by, yeah. My scenario is the most probable scenario that's going to happen. Not only, and the thing is, if you actually read when it when like earlier when it said that there was uh what was it when everyone's saying that Trump nationalized the Fed, if you actually read that statement, which he didn't, but if you read that statement, it says that the Treasury is in a first loss position. So wait a minute, Jenny Yellen. I thought two years ago you said that that was impossible for the Fed to lose money. So maybe it is impossible because you're going to put the treasury in a first loss position. And then now you yeah, have all well, these idiots out there and all the q tards who are saying, Oh, well, Trump just went ahead and nationalized the fed. Uh, no, he didn't. He actually made it even more vulnerable. And it drives me just effing nuts that, you know, that we have to even talk about this and that people like me who was on the class to won the national competition on the fed, who, you know, risked everything, you know, exposing this type of stuff that you got these guys who just learned about the fed last year thinking they know more than us, know more than Gio Griffin, when even Gio Griffin, you know, basically said that that was crap and didn't believe in it. And the same thing with Q. And I can understand why people are wrapped up in this. But do you think that the plan was, oh, what was the plan? The plan is to go lock everyone in their homes for an entire year, uh, you know, so then that way, and then, you know, wait till, you know, a day before everything's go- going down to finally arrest all the pedophiles. And yeah, there's been some pedophiles that arrested, but, you know, it's mainly, it's not like Trump's going out there and personally arresting them, uh, you know, but it's just so, it drives me effing nuts to, uh, you know, see this when, I mean, my question actually made it to Janet Yellen two years ago on this exact subject. And this is how it's going to go down. They're going to lose control. They can never have it, you know, get raised up like Paul Volcker did. Now Paul Volcker's dead. So, you you know, the last... And I wouldn't say... I hate saying like a good Fed chair because, you know, that's just like kind of an oxymoron type statement. But, you know, he actually did... You know something that took a lot of balls and something that would never be done today and yeah they they rose rates you know uh you know it was like October fourth yeah, six was yeah. it sixteen yeah, percent or whatever they, yeah. they, but, but they but they uh, I was talking about like like recently yeah they the fed was able to you know raised rates a few times that and then as soon as they did it you know the stock market cratered and they had to renege on every single thing and that was back when they were selling 50 billion dollars of bonds a month and i had to go back to my podcast called a perfect storm is brewing it's only like eight minutes long detailing why they couldn't do that much before, as they're saying they're about to do that and why nobody like how is this what how is this me over here while i'm running this i'm running a successful business like i'm out running triathlons playing with my kids doing all sort of shit and how come i can fucking figure this out but no one the fed can like that it just drives me effing nuts i'm sorry for the language but here we are at this like, precipice of this whole entire thing collapsing and nobody gives a shit, and nobody knows and then now oh, oh no don't worry q says that the trump you know nationalized the fed so everybody <laughs> lay down don't listen to tim don't listen to john don't listen to jerry griffin yeah. don't listen to ron paul don't listen to every si- single person that actually knew what was going on in 2008 and called stuff has been calling everything uh- all along don't listen to those guys
1: no, yeah. and and also Tim, you know, on top of that, what's even worse is that uh, the actual treasury's uh, exchange stabilization fund has been used to bail out. You know, they had the. the let me actually go through these co- uh, credit facilities that they used here, Tim. Uh, I got them all up here because I actually have them on my uh, on my website. Uh, and I'll uh, just give me a second here. I'm actually going to mention every single one, but it's it's not the Federal Reserve that are doing this. This is the actual exchange stabilization fund. Hey, yeah, just going to like that...
0: three minutes on like a huge rant there to get it up. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are
1: you doing? OK, so, so, so here we go. Right. Like the exchange stabilization fund jumped in size, you know, from about 90, uh, 98 billion. Up to suddenly almost uh, yeah 700 billion uh, recently and and it was for a reason because of and course who, and who runs
0: under that? Does FSB run that are they
1: no 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 this is actually the the I so remember. the secretary treasury is running the uh, the uh, exchange stabilization fund actually so it's it's not the treasury secretary himself that runs it but it's the undersecretary that actually uh, is in charge of it if you go and look at the books actually actually talking about that. Uh, You know, I highly suggest if you can find a copy of this It's very hard to find it, but it's uh, the exchange stabilization um, uh, fund slush money, a war chest. And in here actually talks about, you know, how the structure of it is, how many times it's been used to bail out, how it's actually basically, you know, like how fun it is to have Trump like he was just recently out again saying that, you know, uh, China is, you know, manipulating the currency and we are not. It's like, are you joking me? Like the Exchange Stabilization Fund, in its statement, it says that they're meant there to make sure that the U.S. dollar value is stable. Uh, so they're basically in there manipulating, and and a lot of times that they go out and bail out currencies and other put up credit lines and so on from the fund. But in the Exchange Stabilization Fund itself, that was actually funded by the stolen gold. Uh, back in 1933, in the Gold Act, you can actually find it. It was two billion dollars worth of gold that they actually started this fund with, and they also funded uh, the initial seed funding into the IMF with it. Uh, so you know it's it's very corrupt, but we go and look here. So uh, if you go and look at the actual uh, monthly balance sheet, if uh, anybody of you feel like you want to go in and look at something really dry. Uh, in there, there's a whole bunch of different uh, funding programs uh, that they're funding, and and one of them is of course the. Um, yeah, you got uh, sell a little bit harder. Yeah.
0: If you guys want to look at something really dry, let's. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> well, it's you know it's, it's dry for most people because they they have no clue what's going on there. But anyway, so it's the commercial paper funding facility too, because they had a similar one in 2008. It was called number one or or not a number one, but just like commercial paper funding facility. Uh, then you have uh, the let's see here it's the term asset-backed securities loan facility and that is for the asset-backed securities which is derivatives that are you know uh, backed by uh, they're backed by uh, you know credit law credit card loans student loans uh, car loans uh, and a whole by array of other uh, assets that you don't hear about in the mortgage backed security field. So they're, they're doing that. They're bailing that out and that one has constantly increased until lately. It's kind of plateaued a little bit as there hasn't been too much intervention. Then you got the corporate credit facility, LLC. So this is actually, these are actually special purpose vehicles that they uh, that the name is corporate credit facility, LLC. It's a limited liability company. Um, And it's the same for all these, actually. You got the uh, municipal liquidity facility for municipality, like for the Muni bond market and so on. Uh, Then you got the Main Street lending program, which is still going up. Uh, You got the money market mutual fund liquidity facility, which has been going down. All the time now so there's not too much strain as of right now on the money markets uh, side of things but that could of course change in a second uh, but yeah that's that's actual facilities that they set up uh, through the Treasury's uh, exchange stabilization fund and and that is a that is a bailout a shadow bailout uh that nobody is talking about really tim
0: yeah and we are just you know hearing a little bit of static i think coming from the microphone i didn't want to interrupt that uh great uh expose you're giving out there but yeah, well, there is <laughs> there's is, there is a little bit of uh of a uh, static that we are hearing and this is actually so this next article that we have coming up here is actually i think one of the most interesting ones that we have so see that's how you sell john most interesting not that's like you know, yeah. dry stuff coming up here but uh most investors now expect this is most investors let me read it again now expect the u.s stock market to crash like it did in october 1987 and why that's good Ooh. news according to yahoo finance
1: oh good yeah buy the dip
0: <laughs> yeah you know well you know well it's not really necessarily that but yeah i do understand that but it, that's yeah that's another way that they could spin that but it's because and actually i do somewhat agree with this that it, it is a contrarian statement that if everyone thinks uh that the market's about to crash that's actually is sort of uh means that it's probably not going to crash because everybody does expect things to go down but everybody also people do expect donald trump to win too i mean i was just uh spot checking alex jones today and it's very hard i listened to his joe rogan too which that was awesome if you guys haven't yeah i I listened to most that was
1: very it's a lot of fun yeah what do you listen to the
0: the kanye one also
1: I, i didn't have time to for all of it but i listened to half of it with my wife the other day
0: Well I listened to the Kanye one then I didn't even know and I don't listen to very many Joe Rogan's, then I didn't even know the Alex Jones one was on and all of a sudden I was like on Instagram and saw that uh, that Joe Rogan had posted about alex jones and i was like oh my god like this is like christmas come early i hadn't because i had no and it was great because i didn't have like any any anticipation or any build up like all of a sudden like boom it was right there and uh yeah it was it was awesome but so i decided to listen i only listened to like two minutes of alex jones today so it's like the very very beginning of this and he's like you know what i'm saying it right now trump's gonna win in a landslide in a landslide you know i got i got the documents and you know maybe i don't have any documents there to, to crinkle up over here but he's like you know we got we're gonna win in a landslide so you know what I want to go back and uh, you know play that clip uh, if Trump, in the event Trump ends up losing because you know they're getting Republicans are getting so cocky. I mean, if there's no way that you can say he's going to win in a landslide, I mean, this is going to look really stupid if you know come Tuesday he wins in a landslide, then I'll admit that I was wrong. But uh, I think at best. If best-case scenario for him is that it's, you know, a 50-50 coin flip at best. But, I mean, to go out and say he's going to win a landslide, I thought mean, that's what he's smoking, but I don't know if he was. But, yeah, I think he was smoking there. Actually, no, he was smoking. They have don't to have that. Uh,
1: yeah, he, he definitely was smoking and drinking hard, actually. He got pretty uh, wasted <laughs> at the end of it. I haven't watched the whole thing to the end. I, I have, like, probably 20 minutes left. But, yeah, he, he was getting pretty lit there.
0: <laughs> and then also drunk. Well, at the very end is yeah when he starts inviting himself on to a future upcoming uh like election show and then Rogan's sort of yeah the pissed, election uh, and he's like, yeah, no, you're, the- you're just gonna turn it into the Joe Rogan show and, you know it's just yeah it's, just, it's hilarious <laughs> a classic Alex Jones
1: yeah but but there will be interesting uh, what, when is the election again on the third right so what well, Tuesday um, yeah on, a, on the two tu- is it the second
0: what's well, all it's all what well, it's, yeah, it's always Tuesday so.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not too familiar with America. He's not American. American.
0: He's not even a Canadian. He's a Norwegian. So, you know, I don't know anything, yeah, uh, I don't really exactly. anything about how, how, how it goes on in Norway. So, uh, more power I, to I, you. I, uh yeah,
1: no, it's, uh, no, it's, it, it's interesting though. It's, uh, we'll, we'll, see like, uh, we'll, we'll actually be on the, on the big show, uh, the union of the unwanted me and Tim will oh, be yeah. on there. Uh, and hopefully I'm, I'm going to, today actually would be a good day to call Ed and, uh, Give him a little bit of a heads up, and hopefully get uh, Ed Griffin on as well for the election night uh, at the Union of the Unwanted, and that would be a that'd be a good show to see as well for all of you. That goes live, of course, and uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Last time I uh, got to you know former Guardian, oh I don't, yeah, it's not at Guardian anymore. Greg Palace, uh, I was kind of poking at him and uh, you know pushing pushing him as he was you know bullshitting, saying that 85% of people are voting. Uh, this time, well, 85% of registered voters were uh, voting and then 55% were voting over internet,
0: internet for a bit, for a minute. So, oh, uh, you're back, you're back. Yeah. There? So even though I've got a, you know, gigabyte up a gigabyte down, the, uh, people want to fuck with me every now and then and cut off my internet temporarily, but oh. yeah, we're back. <laughs> I, you know what I made? I made you a co-host, so luckily the Zoom didn't didn't yeah. cut out. But unfortunately, the uh, stream cut out. Anyways, we're we're back, and now that you know they're gonna have that epic live stream. Like I was thinking of uh, you know doing a, a live stream during the election, but you know who the is gonna turn into me when you've got you know Joe Rogan and Alex Jones uh, getting hit? Yeah, and, that's that's and pretty tough weed. to. Uh...
1: Yeah, I, yeah, unless we actually like went to Ed's place and had uh, drinks at Ed's place, that'd be the only uh, only time we could actually compete with uh, Joe Joe Rogan and Alex Jones and uh, his crew getting all wasted. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love the last time Ed was on there. I mean, Alex paid him a lot of deference and was like, you know, hey, you know, this is this is, you know, Ed Griffin was the guy from 1956 all the way to 1996 leading the charge. And after 1996, I took over and I was leading the charge. And I've been the biggest one ever since. But yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. until '96, that <laughs> was it was all me. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was, even though he's like trying to give him props, you know, he's still being a dick. But you know, that's what else. What else? Oh, but yeah. you know, but you know, as much as I rag on Alex, I mean, if it wasn't for him, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of it, you know, he has exposed, you know, tons and tons of stuff and basically got like a PhD. Oh, and he still sort of he's stuff. yeah,
1: he's, he still talks it through most, most than 95% of the time. So you can't discount Alex Jones either, even though he's a little over the top uh, a lot of times, but a
0: little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so what else do we have coming up here? Well, yeah, we've got the, uh, you know, because I skipped ahead some articles over here, but we have the Walmart CEO urges Congress to pass another stimulus bill. Assisting those who really need help and boosting holiday sales. Like oh, his his
1: employees on food stamp.
0: Yeah, they're on food stamps <laughs> while you know the, while the Waltons have you know what like three or four out of the top you know ten. 10- billionaires in the world uh, are yeah. Waltons and then you have to take a look I mean if you take a look at all the food stamps that are given out uh, you know the Walmarts you know probably one of the largest recipients of you know food stamp money and so it's and it's you know if we were had a environment where you actually saw people standing in line bread lines I mean it would be even worse today it be even worse even before the coronavirus oh, uh, well the, the, the Walmart 30s.
1: employees are literally in the bread lines through getting food stamps to survive because of their low salaries so yeah there you go <laughs>
0: And I see Sean in the comments. All right, well, that's well. If that's nobody, I want I don't want to hear any complaints when Kanye makes us all attend his church service. And uh, you know, I'm actually contemplating. Uh, I never I didn't get my mail-in voting. I never changed anything, so I was you know too lazy to take the fifteen seconds to do that. But I'm either going to stand in line without a mask. Well, I'm definitely standing in line without a mask, either to vote for nobody or to write in Kanye. So I don't know which. If I want to, sorry, I, so I, I it would be can, awesome can you to
1: vote for nobody? Uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I, I want to write in. I
0: want to write in nobody. So I want to go there, cause a scene without a mask, if there's a scene, or maybe show up in a full hazmat suit. Maybe that's even better. And then just yeah, try, that's the best. I, I vote for nobody. Nobody will let you down. Nobody will raise your taxes. Nobody will go to war. Nobody will well, actually.
1: Yeah, there's actually a guy. Isn't he from New Hampshire? Did you meet him when you were up there yeah, at Porque? Yeah, uh, Port
0: yeah. <laughs> genius guy. Yeah, no, and we make about Josh and I when we we're over here. We we're having a field day making nobody jokes. So you know, it's one of the things yeah. if you're around us, you want to kill us because we're we were making nobody. Which and all the guys in New Hampshire, I'm sure, are making tons of nobody jokes. So shout out to nobody. <laughs> and Shout out to everyone in New Hampshire. I know if yeah. Gluten Freeman, uh, if Riaz is watching this, you know he'll probably get a kick out of it. So shout out to him. And next uh, article <laughs> we have coming up here is Go- Jeffrey Gundlach from Double Line Investments, and uh, you know personally he's also known as like the Bond King. Gundlach. Know- But uh, let's see. Trump will win next week, and by 2027, there will be some sort of revolution. And so this is coming from one of the most respected—not that I like really respect a lot of money managers, but uh, just like on in general, this guy is one of the most respected money managers out there. Probably one of the only people that I actually respect, uh, really, as a money manager that's out there. And you know, and I don't really agree with him that Trump is going to win. But you know, I do. But when you've got, you know. You've got a guy like Jeffrey Gundlach saying that by 2027, there's going to be some sort of revolution. Well, we probably oh. would have already had a revolution, but what Google does is they're able to take, you know, all this information and see where everything is headed and then get in front of movements and steer them and get all this Balkan. Yeah. And we had and COVID to too, conquer.
1: basically making a lot of it illegal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can look, the, look,
1: the, look at the European countries too. Uh, no, they're, they're definitely like, it, it's just pretty hilarious, but like, I, I think that could come a lot earlier because people are hungry, starting to get hungry, angry. Uh, and when people are getting hungry because they can't feed themselves because they don't get the money while well, they get a revolution. All throughout history, don't try to uh, tell me one time that hasn't happened when you have a revolution where people weren't hungry in the streets because of overprinting of currency. It's because you know, they, John,
0: It's because they've never have done communism right. I mean, if we only had, you know, the process oh, democratic yeah. communism and democratic socialism, uh, not not to be confused with the Republican, you know. Socialism well, yeah. Look, look at
1: how well that is going for Norway. Norway is retracting their uh, democratic socialism. They have to like half go into uh, capitalism now because their uh, their system sucked and they were uh, <laughs> like getting extremely poor like I don't know like if if you go to Norway they said it's the happiest country in the world I say that to my mom she starts laughing really really hard every time I say it uh, because she knows like how far away from the truth that is and and know regions are the most unfriendly people other than Chinese in the world I guess that's why we kind of like we're, we're plotting you know the Chinese are plotting their own takeover of the world Norway has done that forever throughout the un we got so many people in the united nations tim you wouldn't believe it uh, that are you know the former norwegian politicians that you know nobody knows a lot of times who they are but they're just there because they know that if you fail as a politician you just go to the un you're an elected official you get all these as we talked with eric shine the other day on on tuesday about you know uh, the the legal uh, rights that you know they have compared to everybody else. They can basically do whatever they want. They're uh you know have diplomatic immunity. Uh, do you remember when um you know our uh, our buddy, <laughs> Joby Weeks, <laughs> he was flaunting his UN diplomatic passport. <laughs> do you remember that? Like when we were at uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron and the uh, pool party Kingsley's, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I remember that. And he, he also had Lieberland and a few other, you know, things. Yeah. And, you know, I tried talking to him about different, you know, trust planning at one point and he, you know, but he basically blew it off. It's like, oh, no, I've got diplomatic community and this and this and that and everything. <laughs> so, you know, in case yeah. the Fed's listening, I don't know anything about his situation. It's just, uh, you know, he thought he knew everything. I, I and... don't know. Is it?
1: I think he's still in, is he still in prison? Like,
0: yeah, but he, he hasn't
1: still got trialed either at all.
0: Yeah, I think because of the whole pandemic, oh, man, he's just got to be, I mean, I know he did say he wanted to sober up and lose some weight, so, I mean, at least if there's any, you know, silver lining in all this, not the biggest offense. Oh, out there, out of and expense, there you go. Because, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that knows so much about, even though he necessarily wasn't implementing it, so much about health and so much about different wellness things and, and the news and everything that's going on that it must, must be driving him nuts in there to have to, you know, see all the propaganda that's going on and not be yeah. able to counter it and just... Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, it's – uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he's an angel on uh, on some things, but, you know. I, no. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, I don't want to say anything else. I don't want to get myself in, in any trouble, but uh, – <laughs> or, any, yeah, any more trouble. But, yeah, and I did have a video that I shot with uh, Jeff Berwick on that, and then his lawyers asked me to take it down, or him, Jeff, to take it down after, like, 12 hours. But, uh, anyways, I do see somebody said that they can write in uh, Verma Supreme, and I actually did – uh, on the fourth ballot of the libertarian party this year as a delegate of the LP wrote in Vermont supreme because I, I knew by then it was definitely gonna be joe <laughs> jorgensen first three rounds i went for my my boy jacob hornberger uh and then I was like at the end i'm like no what, screw it you know this whole thing's just a joke the lp is a joke and uh this decided to go for no i think the lp is a joke as a delegate for
1: like when they actually had the chance you know last election and this election they're running buffoons uh and uh, you know basically statists uh, as their as their main, uh, you know, candidates. You know, you got got Gary Johnson, you know, just completely laughable guy, you know, total state, hardcore statist. And then, of course, you got Joe Jorgensen. You told me that she was, you know, pro-CIA. Like, well, no, I wouldn't
0: say she's... I mean, yeah, on one hand, you know, you got a guy like Jacob Hornberger, who's like, we need to get rid of the CIA, we need to get rid of the IRS, and the and oh, guy man. who actually believed it and was just going absolutely, you know, nuts out there. And then you have, you know, Joe Jorgensen, who's like, oh, if we trim this down by, like, 2%, and we trim this down a little bit and we do this you know we're in the end game of this we don't we're not we're way past trimming things down one or two percent and but they what they want to do is they want to go kowtow to all the social justice warriors they want to go kowtow to all the all the biden supporters that aren't going to go over there anyways and you know and kowtow to all the black people out there then the and the one black guy that they have speaking there besides actually this other guy john mounds was running for vp and actually and he he did great and for some of he's ever my radar but quick aside but uh um, Maj Trey of Black Guns Matter. uh, You know, basically him and Nick Starbark got into it, which, you know, Nick Starbark, uh, nothing good to say about that guy. Uh, But he, and that was like the whole reason I became a delegate was to make sure he wasn't back there. But anyways, he was basically saying that Maj Trey was too hood. And then uninvited, the, like, the inner city black guy who's going to be a speaker who would have done an amazing job, he disinvites him. So here they are kowtowing the black people, and then they kick off the only black speaker that they have. And then then there was other there was a big like <laughs> like tiff on, on Twitter that I saw where I think it was some other black people basically saying like f you Star Wars and so all this social justice warrior stuff, all this kowtowing to the left. All and basically, you've got nothing to show for it. So let me get because they just want to play identity politics, and, and there's a lot yeah. of people in the libertarian movement now who you know. I even saw a part of this one group. They're not going to mention that you know. There's one of their moderators has a Biden Harris thing underneath their name, and 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 so it's not. It's <laughs> what the LP doesn't realize is that. The LP, the Libertarians, are a million times bigger outside the Libertarian Party because the Libertarian yeah. Party is a joke. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever waste my time. You know, if you guys want to play this, you know, if I end up running a couple years from now, oh, look at Tim. Tim said we're a joke we're, and he's not going to waste our time. Good, fucking play it because you guys are a joke. And the fact that I'm even mentioning you right now, this is the most I've even talked about Joe Jorgensen the entire time. Because I was up there, I'm like, you know what? If you guys, a uh, bunch of people that know nothing about social media, know nothing about getting getting reach or anything, uh, not that I'm like huge or anything. Uh, if you guys go this way and and want Joe Jorgensen, who I talked with in person in January, it was like talking to like a dead fish. Uh, except, you know, no offense to, to any dead fish out there that. I'm like, it's gonna be dead in the water. Like, how can you do this? I was actually there, drove, spent a ton of time doing this, drove all the way down to Tucson. Then on the way back, two miles in, Ernie got a flat tire. We almost I thought we were gonna die. No, we would have if we were on the highway. And then we, you know, this whole big thing, and probably wasted 30, 30, 40 hours of my life for them to just go with, oh, we got a woman out uh, there. Great. I have nothing against women. Why don't you get a hardcore woman who, who out there? Which, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some that are out there. There's some unicorns that might be out there who. Who are calling for, you know, getting rid of the IRS, getting rid of all this stuff, you know, going hardcore. Now is not the time to be like, oh, if we're just really nice and play ball with everybody and <laughs> try to, you know, make nice to Rachel Maddow. And maybe, yeah, that maybe went so is-
1: well for my, my party too. Like the guy that, you know, I co-founded the party with, he did that and then destroyed the party because everybody that got in was just uh, frauds and they just wanted power. That's what you know, uh, and that's what's happening in the Libertarian Party. In my point of view is yeah, just I wasn't, being I wasn't taken we over by people. Yeah.
0: talking about the Libertarian Party at all in oh, yeah. this, but there was one article about libertarianism that I did want to share, just because I thought it was funny. So I'll, I'll skip ahead to that article right now, and it's out of the Nation. How libertarianism made Arizona a COVID nineteen hotspot. Welcome to Arizona, where teaching has become the Hunger Games, Lord of the Flies, and Survivor all wrapped into one. And then it talks about uh, this teacher who lives in Peoria, Arizona. Well, guess what? I live in Peoria, Arizona. And so, as like as a dog at the LP, and as somebody that had a coronavirus the first week of January, I mean, yeah, maybe I am to blame. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, I actually did quarantine. I was uh, shaking like like vigorously like the first week of January, and after flying, and uh, the first time I've probably been sick since you know 2005, I want to say. And you uh, know, I mean, it wasn't you know other than like shaking for two days. You know, and I had had some lingering effects. But I love how they want to say you know blame it on libertarians when you know Doug Ducey nothing. Libertarian about that douche, and uh, they call him actually Doug Douchey. Like like if people on the left and right hate him. Next time this guy's, I mean, I would highly doubt this guy is going to run again because he's going to get torched from both sides. I'm I'm just saying like politically, not like I'm not advocating anybody goes out there and does anything to the former Cold Stone yeah. Creamery CEO, but you know, yeah, they're trying to say to oh, Arizona is, you know, the highest per capita place in the country with coronavirus. Well, you know, supposedly I don't have immunity because I went and I got an antibody test in June and I uh, was negative for it. So I've been gallivanting around was at red pill with 600 people at jackalope with about five to 600 people at pork fest, probably a thousand people at Erica with about 500 people at uh you know, it was just, you know, at had some pumpkin thing with yeah. my kids yesterday with hundreds of people running around without masks. I mean, I'm doing every in the supposedly worst place in the world. I mean, outside of like licking people that have coronavirus, I mean, I've basically done everything I can to try to get it, you know, the second time around and and nothing has happened. Knock on wood. Well, like I said, it's plastic. Yeah. Hey, hey
1: Tim, since we're on the topic of uh, of the coronavirus, can you please go to our Discord? I, I just posted a video there just uh, recently, uh, and I think our viewers would really enjoy this video. Uh, it was actually a local video from uh, CTV, which is uh, Canadian television here uh, over in Canada. But it was local, uh, you know, the local uh, news uh, crew, and, and of course, a lady was interviewing the former head of uh, health care in in Canada, not uh, the current Brad Ruzin, I mean, uh, But if it, you, in, yeah, if in, you go in the,
0: in the general chat, or
1: yeah, it's in the general chat. If you, if you go there, you'll actually find it. It's a YouTube. Uh, video tim if you just go a little bit up uh you just got to go a little bit past uh, because it's pretty busy actually in our well, there's so much stuff uh, on here that, uh yeah see there's FSB yeah joel thing. kettner It's,
0: it's not an fsb thing that you po- posted but yeah what's what it's, it's a surf? video that's what, it's I, I a video
1: remember. that says uh joel kettner
0: and does, does it have like the actual like uh little i see stock barracuda i see brace for a fairy sc- i mean i don't know dude there's so much stuff on here yeah. i can't yeah
1: right now i'm posting it in the general so you could see it again so and just go into that link and and then please uh like because this is actually the the guy that's the head of health that we we guy called brett brusen there that's head of health now they're actually talking about like shutting uh, down the whole economy or again but meanwhile this founder, oh, right right on, right,
0: right above there there's a link for pornhub but no it's not linked to pornhub but it's a huge breaking exclusive hunter biden has a pornhub account where and i yeah uh, again so if you guys will have to go to our discord to go click on that to go see what that's all about because yeah, i whatever. don't uh, yeah but i love how it's just like in our frame now that has the porn yeah. thing in the-
2: Yes. manitoba said a thing a yeah, please
1: go to this video tim and go a little bit further back like it's
0: it starts
1: uh after he says like you know what I, I have a couple of uh, stats here that i really would like to share with your listeners uh, and if you go I think it's like about three minutes back in the video if you go and scroll because this is just uh, like it just and you
0: like you gotta watch it because you gotta so see like, the like panic three, like three minutes into the video you're saying yeah
1: probably about three minutes and you'll see like just listen and hear where you're at there uh but it's basically talking about I have some stats to tell you. by the you way this is
0: how John and I do show prep is uh right now you guys are hearing it so hopefully you guys can hear this because for some reason it's playing out my my regular speakers but hopefully you guys can hear this I cannot hear <laughs> Is,
2: as we know, to try to flatten the curve. In other words, to try to prevent our hospitals being overrun with cases, and to try to reduce the mortality, especially premature mortality. How much benefit do these do these lockdowns and restrictions have? No doubt they have some impact, but we have to put this in perspective. So there's there's a few this? numbers which I think the I, listeners I might it. find yeah, interesting right. and important. Yeah. 4500 cases in Manitoba. That represents less than 0.3% so of the population. Yeah, they one in 300 uh, yeah. people so far have uh, have had a positive test result. 58 deaths. That's 1 per 25,000 Manitobans. Now you can probably can hear him now is
1: talking about the different stats and he's just crushing, you know, the current stats that you know they're we're about to lock down here right away because they're pushing for that and he's saying that, well, this is uh, like right now, it's uh, 0.3% of all deaths in Manitoba is caused Manitoba by COVID. And you know, the hospital beds are nowhere near. Okay, yeah, we're listening to right now.
2: 1% of all causes of death. ICU admissions, 15. That's about 20% of our and ICU just beds. Just watch it, guys, typical when, when you see the reporter season, after these the stats. you got to watch. This is the
1: best People, you know, ever you, you see like They're in, like, in the
2: head she's probably getting yelled in the air
1: by the producers. And we so, like, so far
2: from estimates right, from right. descriptions oh, of our capacity for ventilators we're using up less than 1% of our ventilator capacity. So, Dr. Kettner, what are you... Oh, sorry. 83 hospitalizations, that's less... Than three percent of all our beds, so we just have to put into perspective the impact that this uh, disease is having. And and on the one hand, and of course, one other very important point about this uh, disease it's primarily affecting older people. Eighty percent of our deaths in Canada are in people,
0: okay? Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, we get it that this is all you know, BS, and we we know that uh, you know, we can't obviously trust. Uh, yeah but you know.
1: i i there's so just about this though because i thought it was hilarious you see the actual uh, like whoever anchor or whoever is interviewing him is kind of panicking and she's it, probably getting yelled at you know like to shut down the interview, shut down the interview it's actually gone from the internet they actually ctv took it down <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best uh, it, it just really cracks about yeah could kind of see her like like blinking her eyes and being like a little bit in panic mode trying to cut him off it's it's it's, it's just very enjoyable for me like to to see that kind of stuff and he's you know talk kind of Poking a lot of holes in the current, you know, paradigm that they're trying to force shove down the throat of Manitobans here. Well, you here see what they're doing. Province. I mean, you guys have it yeah.
0: easy compared to, uh, as you say, France. Uh, so in France, they have uh, back in nationwide lockdown and worse second wave. What you now can and can't do. So uh, Emmanuel Macron, who, if only there was a guy named me who the first like literally i think his podcast episode four or five yeah i had a whole expose about his connections to the uh rothschild family including he was directly working for the rothschild family oh it's uh, just
1: go on yeah just go on his linkedin like i i have him as a third level linkedin connection and you go on his linkedin it's right there rothschild's bank if you don't believe us
0: yeah, no, it's insane how he's like, yeah. was, like actually working for the Rothschild Bank, and so yeah. yeah. So, but I know we were skipping some articles because we had the whole libertarian rant that I wasn't planning on uh, yeah. getting into. But you know, we also have you know Trump says paints apocalyptic portrait of life in the U.S. underneath Biden, and so so what do you think? What do you what do you think your life would look like in the U.S. underneath Biden? I know you don't live in the U.S. Uh, well, but-
1: well, it would be pretty much like here. Uh, you know, it's very similar to uh to uh trudeau uh he's like a complete buffoon and and uh doesn't know how to speak sometimes he's uh you know have have nuts uh so like i i think it would be very similar to what we have here in, in canada and uh, nothing different at all tim uh, than what you see in here the big push for a green new deal we're getting a massive green new deal here in canada tons of new spending our finance minister has a uh, what was it? A degree in journalism, and she has uh, she studied Russian history, so she knows a lot about communism. So I guess uh, speaking she's, of which, you know who right you know person. who they
0: want yeah. as the next Treasury Secretary in America? No. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is good. just getting better and better. If if that happens, Tim, if, if we no, not, not with I'm not even, I'm not even like yeah.
0: she's like basically from yeah, her yeah. underneath Biden. So yeah, I guess there would be apocalyptic uh, underneath.
1: Yeah, pretty much then. You know, like it, it, it's gonna be like we have in Canada. So uh, Tiff McClellan, the new, like we used to have Stephen Pollock here as our head of the uh, central bank. But now Tiff McClem, he used to be number two at the Bank of Canada. But he actually, Tiff McClellan came uh, was out in a big speech. There we had their interest rate decision staying at 0.25%. But he said that, you know, Bank of Canada will hold rates at zero until 2023. We just want you to go out and, and you know, buy that new car, renovate your house. So they're getting desperate when the central bank, the head of the central bank, is coming out and saying directly to people's faces that <laughs> you gotta, you gotta basically get as much debt as possible because we need to save the economy
0: from going to the crash. Just waiting for them to say buy, buy the dip. That's the next thing. We need. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the defi, yeah, yeah, they'll probably come very soon, as you know, we're starting to get in more and more distressed. But, but, Tim, I actually, um, I'm working on a big project, uh, that probably will be done in a couple of weeks. Uh, it it is like looking at central banks balance sheet around the world. Now, I have reports actually that you can go and find under my theeconomictruth.org under my info. If you go to my infogram page, uh, there you find like uh, where I put my charts and stuff. Uh, and you can find uh, some work I've done on uh, global b- balance sheets, but I've done some more work since then because since I did it last, it actually skyrocketed quite a bit. Um, and uh, so what is interesting, Tim, I, I did, you know, pull the numbers for central banks and, uh, uh, you know, the data on all of them in 2008, 2016, 2019, and current uh, as of current. What's interesting here? is that uh, I took a number and I I don't know if you agree if I should use this number or not, uh, but I used the number of central bank's balance sheets to a current GDP. Uh, and and this is interesting. So in 2008, it was at 36.21%. This is globally. We're talking about the whole world right now. Um, in uh, 20 uh, no, 2008, and it was 36.20.
0: Right? You can find this on our Discord, right? It will be there uh, there soon
1: you could find uh some of some of the work has been published already but this is an ongoing kind of basis that i try to keep up to date on these central banks it's it's a lot of work because you got to go from the local currencies to then use dollars to uh, may, and make sure it makes a lot more sense you could add all the numbers together so it's it's a lot, a lot of work to put this together but as uh, so in 2008 it was uh, 36.21 and uh, the ba- total balance sheets was approximate at that time 22.9 uh seven six trillion dollars was the total uh world central bank uh balance sheet now in um in 2016 it increased to 34.037 and the percentage increased to 44.59 in 2019 it actually dropped a bit the, the the central bank's balance sheet to gdp because they were in kind of a little bit of a tapering mode uh right as i you know uh Did my check in because it's at 4 trillion something, uh, the US dollar number. Uh, It was at uh, about the same, like, didn't uh, increase much from 2016 to 2019. Uh, It went from 34.037 trillion to 34.396 trillion. So, not very much happening there, right? Uh, And uh, it actually dropped to the GDP because GDP increased from 76.33 to 87.75 trillion. Uh, but in 2020, Tim, and I used the approximate numbers now for year-end, where we're going to be, uh, it's predicted to be minus 4.9 as of uh, as of the numbers from the IMF. Uh, and currently, this is before probably we're going to have uh, a lot more uh, central bank balance sheet increases this year, I think. Uh, but current, it's at 46.98 trillion. So from 2019 uh, till 2020 so far, it is increased by twelve over twelve, uh, yeah, twelve point six trillion dollars, Tim. The balance sheets globally, uh, and uh, you know, central banks balance sheet as percentage of GDP has gone uh, up to fifty-six point thirty-one. And if you take central banks balance sheet as a total, uh, I have the total for other years, but I don't really care to mention that number now. That you can go and look at all this work later on when I publish it. But the central bank, uh, balance sheet, uh, uh percentage of total uh, debt in the stat- world is at 18. 18
0: two.
1: Yeah. It's at 18.21. Uh, is it, is it my, uh, my hands free here? That's a little bit. It's, it's
0: something that's rubbing against yeah. It. Making Yeah.
1: Like, is it maybe uh, I'm just going to hold it out like this, but, um, so that's that. But then of course, I, I also have some numbers that I'm just gonna mention a few numbers that might be interesting for everybody. Uh, for a percentage increase from uh, 2020 till, no, from 2008 till 2020 of central bank's balance sheet. Can it's, I, I, wanna, I wanna see from the expert Tim Pichot here, you know, what do you think uh, the increases in balance sheet in percentage wise for the United States Federal Reserve?
0: I, but let's, like let's see how good it is almost, almost like a hundred percent
1: no it's 893.93 percent because it went from 800 percent of gdp not just the Incre-
0: balance sheet okay no no
1: uh, percent increase in the balance sheet so the balance sheet was at 800 billion and now it's oh, at from, 7 when, from point when to when I thought, I, I didn't yeah know. no 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 yeah no. <laughs> I thought you
0: were telling it's since, since the start of the pandemic. Yes, okay.
1: No, no, no. So, so that is uh, the United States. That's the Federal Reserve. Canada is uh, was up ten a thousand and fifty four percent. You have other ones here. You got uh, Ghana, which is really bad. It's at twenty two hundred and forty four percent. You got uh, Argentina, 1000 percent. Uh, and then you have, uh, let's see here. There's uh, Russia is really bad. It went for uh, like up 900 percent. 9, and this is from two thousand eight, right? Yeah, two thousand eight. So this is pre-financial crisis because I I thought that was an Im- important number, but actually we're we're uh, just just under the numbers of Turkey. Turkey is nine hundred forty. They're uh, currently in actually a lot of trouble. They're they're uh, lira over there. They're at record lows now. Uh, it's continuing to lose its value and then of course bank of england 966.82 percent so th- there you go you know th- it's it's funny like we've been in a great depression tim since 2008 that's my uh, anyways my point of view but they all uh they papered over it they bought you know all these terrible assets for the central uh from the banks and then given them reserves and with the new reserves they can't do anything with the reserves but they can print a ton of New currency and then you know going bet on the stock market, the the, the banks. But they're not lending to people. Here in Canada, they're just looking at we got some new stat- we got that
0: static coming back. It was it was great when you're holding it.
1: Oh yeah. So they got the actual um um you know uh, CMHC here, which is the same as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, it's Canada's Mortgage and Housing Corporation. They're actually looking at creating new rules now. So like one person from the household uh, has to be at least 680 in, in credit score. And they're looking to actually do 20% down now uh, on those mortgages because they, they're not doing 5% down anymore uh, suddenly. That just suddenly changed. Uh, it was this week actually that they mentioned that. So we're in real bad, bad trouble here, Tim. Well, America, <laughs> America when, you can yeah.
0: still get away with three and a half percent down, or if you're a yeah. uh, if you're a veteran, and I believe it's even zero percent down, or a farmer, other agricultural purposes. And I'm checking our Discord right now. And let me uh, just put this on screen here. It's just, is this really from? Is this really from the World Economic Forum? I don't know if this is a spoof or a meme, but it says you'll own nothing and you'll be no. Happy. This is this is under <laughs> present them. Actually, that, there is that, a video on there. That's real. Oh my god. Yeah, it's god. a video
1: with prediction. Uh, thank you for nilly really for predictions.
0: Yes, thank you for nilly really from that. And there's so much good stuff. So so make sure you guys check out the Discord. It's yeah. another way to keep in touch with all of us. And and also, I mean, we've had a lot of uh a lot of new followers in Odyssey. I mean, obviously not like a ton, but Odyssey is basically like a library, it's like the video streaming app for libraries so if you're either library or odyssey you'll be subscribed to the same one but we've got a yeah. 144 now which uh you know only i think is up about 44 in the past day or two so thank you to all the uh, wham subscribers who are over there i think bit uh i know as we get caught up on bit the tim and john shows i'm sure that will probably catch up as well too but yeah these will eventually be on bit And i want to thank uh you know zach for posting uh everything on there it's been a huge help and uh yeah i really appreciate that and then i want to also thank my man creighton for helping out with the website but we're, we're not fully there yet but we are getting yeah. there and uh sorry for- and
1: uh, and and soon john will be a lot more effective uh i'm getting a brand new computer finally with uh with crypto thanks uh thanks for the crypto guys for you know i've been uh paid in crypto for a lot of different things lately uh so that i actually bought right as you know was pretty close to the peak there uh and and so i uh, Huge, it's a very smart decision, you know. Bought uh, my computer just t- in t- Bitcoin until we get to a hundred thousand.
0: Until we get to a hundred thousand Bitcoin, then you've got you know you have well, like seven thousand. Tim, if if computer. you
1: were to, yeah, but if you, yeah, but if you I'm do sure. that though, like I, sure. I, I bought pizza. No, no, I bought pizza back in the day, Tim. Uh, like in twenty, this was in twenty, uh, yeah, twenty fourteen, uh, when we had the coin fest, we had a local place here in Winnipeg, and I bought beer and pizza with my bitcoins back then. And you can imagine, you know, how much that is worth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like it's like it's like your uh, pedestal Hillary with how much they spend on uh, pizza, pizza parties, but different, (laughs) different, different types of pizza parties. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had somebody had to say, but speaking of groceries and pizza party, we do have an article from Zero Hedge. A lot of hoarding. Americans race to supermarkets as the second wave arrives, and you know I would say, you know people should be prepared. And you know all the time I get people who are asking me. I'm not even you know not even selling anything, but people always ask me. Oh, I've got you know ten thousand dollars. What should I do or five thousand dollars? Well, I mean the first thing, you know, not even financial advice cause isn't really financial advice at all. But you know you should. Do you have food supplies? Do you have Water. Do you have water, water yeah. filters? I mean, I live in the desert. And so, you know, I've got, you know, Oh, very, I've very, got a whole very bunch of, you know, important. Five gallon, you know, purified water that's sitting out there. I've got, you know, uh, you know, water filters, backup water filters, uh, you know, survival straws, all sorts of stuff. You know, I actually, I had, uh, because six years ago, almost, almost exactly. I was, dressed up as Barack Ebola for Halloween. And so I actually am like, you know what? People are thinking I'm crazy if I buy N95 masks and hazmat suits. So I'll just be Obama dressed up, you know, because that, at the time of Ebola. Yeah. So I hope, I yeah, Ebola, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ebola came to the United and everyone's, States. Everyone thought that. I was crazy for buying all the hazmat suits and, and, uh, and, an N 5 mask and then now everyone thinks i'm crazy because i'm not wearing them and actually i gave my grandparents the n 5 mask so i'm not well and
1: them. that's a that's a thing that you know like these masks this cloth masks that they're talking about they're totally useless and uh, they're literally forcing people and of course if you go to the bc health and to ontario health the Provin- provincial health authorities there it says that cloth masks will not protect you from getting covid <laughs>
0: Yeah, and there's one guy who actually just snoozed him on Facebook, sort of a like uh. big crypto guy, and that's for this next story. We we do do have a bunch of crypto stories coming up before we leave you guys today. Uh, but yeah, I, I had to snooze him. But yeah, so sort is of making sure you're good on that. You know, probably want some firearms, probably want some ammo, get some. You know, some gold and silvers and some crypto stored on the side uh but you know if you it doesn't matter if you've got you know a hundred thousand dollars sitting in you know a stock account if you know there's no food in the grocery stores and you starve to death like oh um, and well they, they
1: started to shut down uh, gun sales here like actually uh canadian tire here which is a massive store uh it sells a whole bunch of different things from car parts to uh recreational things uh and so on like they I, I don't know what they're Maybe Menards, yeah, they're they're similar to Menards in the United States, and and they actually one of the local ones. here shut down their whole like uh, gun section. There's no guns out, there. I was on
0: Cabela's like a couple days ago, yeah. I was looking at guns and like the the handgun I was looking at, they didn't have any of those in stock. Didn't have any of the shotguns I was looking at in stock. Didn't have any of the AR-15s in stock that I was looking at. Like this is Cabela's like a major major retailer, yeah. like even available to ship. Like not, not only like just. Like the local store here. Oh, there there store. is a
1: lot, of, and it's not just guns; it's everything, Tim. Like I'm in the huge supply issues with my work, like with uh, the getting parts for my jobs that I have. uh So there's supply chain issues everywhere because everybody's been forced to socially distance. So the plant, a lot of the plants are working at 50% of what they usually are, you know, output. I actually bought to, to bought recently uh, just, just cash. I bought, uh, you know, a new fridge and a new uh, stove. I had to wait for that. Like it's supposed to come now in late November. Uh, and then we bought a new couch. Uh, at home, and that is supposed to come like uh, late December, early January. Like, it, it's pretty insane, Tim, where, where we're at because it's uh, because of the whole, like, government intervening in our lives and basically making life 10,000 times Stab harder again. than it is. <laughs> and and of course it's um you know it's interesting Tib, with um uh, with the whole government intervention nobody's you know uh, how about this you know I I like to put it on the extreme sometimes but how about the nine million people that are starving to death every year uh, should we lock down the whole world for that because that's about uh, a little uh, almost nine times more people that have died from COVID.
0: Well, one person, one person dying uh, from starvation's a tragedy, 9 million is a statistic. So, you know, what is that, the Stalin quote, uh, one death is a tragedy, a million is yeah, a statistic. Yeah. And then uh, later, Mer- Marilyn Manson then had it in, in a song. And also see Dan O'Neill. What's up, Dan? Say, What's, what did Jefferson say about central banks? Uh, he said, if we ever allow central banks to issue the currency and credit of the nation, first by inflation, then by deflation, we will end up homeless on the continent our forefathers conquered or something. Oh, like well, that. look where
1: we're at. Look where yeah, we're at. Basically, time. basically like, right there. There you go. Like, we're very, very lucky. We're in a good position, you and me. But, like, there's the general public, you know, the, the, the people that are, you know, had to extend their debt. Like, they're basically stuck in limbo because the government shut their the businesses that they work for everything down. And now they're, you know, struggling to keep keep their lives afloat. You know, people are mass amounts of hair. They're talking about uh, issues with mental health. A lot of people committing suicide a lot of problems with uh, uh, you know more and more homelessness and then of course we have massive opioid epidemic that have exploded this year because people went on what we call hair serb which was way more than you know any minimum wage or any yeah uh, like employment insurance or whatever they had of course they went and spent all that money on on um, uh, you know, u- using that extra money to buy more drugs and then kill themselves uh, a lot. Like we got over double the amount of overdoses in most of Canada in most cities.
0: Yeah, you know, that could be a great segue to. Uh, not that that's ever a great segue, right into Hunter Biden. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of drugs Sorry. and and despair and despondency, we've got Jeez, Hunter Biden. Yeah audio confesses partnership with china spy chief joe biden named his criminal case witness and you know what? i'm sure all you guys have already heard all this stuff and and there's everyone else is talking about this but you know we just just have to mention it but it's just so much criminality and, and yeah. i'm at the point now where it's like you know what i don't need any more proof that the government's bad that the government does a lot of terrible shit and that the bidens are criminals i mean all yeah. this stuff I well, know and i think
1: that i think the public is starting to wake up to that too tim it's uh seen that with you know people being involved in actually voting there's less and less people caring about voting because they know how corrupt and how little it means to you know vote anybody into presidency we see that here in canada like in canada it was more 35 percent uh compared to the 55 so at least americans are, are more sheep i guess than than canadians but yeah no it's it's pretty insane
0: no, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And Josh was sending me a link, and I was trying to read it, but somebody dubbed, I, I did see it. Apparently, somebody dubbed one of our videos over in what, in Spanish that I did with Robert Kiyosaki. But I'm just looking this up like in real time. But anyways, oh. let me uh, I didn't, I didn't time to fully digest what was going on. But now we've got some of the crypto news. Coming up, yeah. and we got lots of crypto news. So this is coming out of Grayscale, uh, who owns the uh, you know the, the major uh, Bitcoin investment trust. More than half of U.S. investors interested in Bitcoin. Grayscale survey finds, and as of this print right now, we're at thirteen thousand three sorry thirteen thousand six hundred thirty seven dollars and ninety three cents back up again. On um, Bitcoin yeah. is back up. Uh, Ethereum sitting at three ninety. Of of course they have Ripple coming in and that number three third one that they mentioned. So I was um,
1: like, is Ripple still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, and, and, and there, there's, Sorry, there's yeah. this weird thing where, like, there was like this almost like the marriage between the Q community and the Ripple community, and that you know, the Ripple was going to come in to have this Nasara, Jasara, quantum financial, yeah, the 1970s, uh, white
1: Dove that they, uh, experiment that they yeah. out
0: back then to try to do it again. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious, but I, I am interested to see what what Josh, Josh just sent me about apparently that interview with <laughs> Kiyosaki. I don't know if it was mine, I'm just going to click on this while. Well, Hi, know. this is Robert Kills. Okay. Anyways. Well,
1: I, I know that they, they started the dub, actually, Kaiser Report. So Kaiser Report is in Spanish. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me that, the, because there's a lot of smart Osaki. people over I'm in Mexico. I want to talk to uh, you about an Mexico. opportunity. There to- might be some Mexicans that have done this, of course. Uh, and, you know, that the, there's a lot of uh, people that are woken up in Mexico as well. Uh, Mexico is probably one of the, the countries that are least, you know, responsive and cared the least about, any government uh, intervention because they had you know they've had to try to have this massive you know hand you know come down every time you know the government goes in and do something we've been down in acapulco and seen the they actually threw out the what was it the the police force there because it was so corrupt in acapulco then they tried to send in the national guard or whatever whoever it was but nobody seemed to really care about the, uh, those guys so I th- I, th- I think that Mexico is really you know uh, here in Canada I, I would say probably the best place for any revolt is uh, is Alberta because Alberta got just destroyed uh, their oil sector with you know uh, on top of you know being down and struggling you know they got taxed to death by the NDP government that was they changed the government there now but uh, they got taxed and just like literally we're on
0: the crypto side of what we're talking about now so it's yeah, enough, sure. enough about Canadian government. Uh, we're past the yeah. Canadian government and the Yeah, we're let's get back about to some to hopefully yeah. destroy the governments. And uh, one trillion dollars is a conservative. This is out of Coin Telegraph market cap for Bitcoin. Says chief investment CIO, and uh, I didn't read this ahead. Oh, it's Paul Tudor Jones. Wow, so I didn't I didn't even realize who who said that. But uh, according to Brian, okay, this could be the beginning of a new wave of Bitcoin buyers, according to Brian Estes, chief investment officer and managing partner. At off the chain capital, okay, well, yeah, of course, it's an investment. Uh, it's a you know, it's a uh, blockchain-based fund, so of course they would say that. So I mean, I just want to say that as you know, all, all you know, all fairness, and you know, it's obviously they've got a vested interest in saying that, but I I do tend to believe that that is a extremely conservative uh market cap eventually i'm not saying you know i mean as we start printing more money as things start deteriorating as it gets easier and easier and easier for people to own acquire bitcoin because it's not super easy people don't know what to do by and large so they'll go out and they'll go put their money into grayscale because it's easy uh and, and i've got clients who would rather do that than actually know how to do it the so, real way
1: so tim how much do they say it's going to be
0: and they were just saying what's that saying? one trillion dollar market cap is a conservative estimate for, for bitcoin um, so. uh,
1: what's the supply tim let, let's let's well, i'm going well, to tell is you market, exactly is
0: so i mean so it's so saying the one trillion dollars is a conservative market cap so i mean that would be you know probably about 4x with the current not 4x but 4x yeah but h- how many price.
1: how many ca- coins are in circulation right now can like you go 18, to core market it, cap? Is it, is it 18 18 yeah, yeah. So divided by 18
0: 18.5 technically 18.5
1: okay let's let's do it the right way here so we got ten, well, one, well, one trillion.
0: multiply. I mean, do what do what I said. It's basically it's multiplied by four. That's the easy way to. the easy way of doing it. So thirteen thousand times 4 you're, and, and so I mean, you're looking at you know between like fifty and like fifty-five thousand dollar Bitcoin is, which, uh, you know I think. Yeah, ends-
1: exactly.
0: fifty five. Yeah. And so was yeah. me just trying to, I'm not good at doing numbers in my head, but I know, but, uh, but actually a for people,
1: the- yeah. But for people that are not aware of that easy, like that's a super easy way of predicting the price. And people are surprised that I could say what the price is. You just do that. You just take, you know, the potential market cap and then you take coins or tokens in circulation and you'll find uh, what's supposed to be the actual market price. Of a, a certain token or a cryptocurrency at any time it's very very simple like it's just super super simple math that anybody could do on their calculator and, and then find out how much it is so yeah <clears throat> and i don't i don't see it at all at all anywhere uh away from possible whatsoever that it's gonna hit a trillion dollars like we are 400 billion right now uh, and then there's no way that it's not going to hit a trillion dollar. I think it's probably going to go a lot more because there's a lot of assets that are, you know, out there right now. They're getting scared. I listened to some podcasts uh, that were saying that you know a lot of a lot of these institutionals are looking for places to protect themselves right now, and they're looking at yeah, and and they're looking for they're looking for to, <clears throat> you know, these protector assets, uh, and of course cryptocurrency together with gold and silver has been that so when when some of these uh, massive you know uh, funds are going and slapping down you know uh, 10 billion or whatever at a time you know it's pretty fast to get to that 1 trillion you got to remember that the just the gold market itself is at 7.7 trillion last time i checked it's probably around 8 or even more now uh, trillion in market cap uh so there it's uh, it's uh, totally far uh, it's not a far fetched idea to go to a trillion dollar at all tim
0: yeah, I see. Charles D in the comment says, at current price, how much does it cost to buy every Bitcoin left to be created? So it's about you know about you know roughly you know two and a half million Bitcoin left to be created. But you have to understand that it's not doesn't happen in a vacuum. So as more buying, someone can't just come in and think, like, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, three and two and a half, three million Bitcoin because that would just send the price skyrocketing. So, you know, there yeah. is, you know, market forces here. And then as, and 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 also if you were to then go ahead and get all the computing and all the hash power to then throw it at the network, that in itself would then also create the algorithm where I'm not sure where they're at now, but it's SHA-256. And so it can go be exponential yeah. all the way out to the 256 curve. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just guessing right now, like 90 and that's a complete guess. So you know, as you start getting more and more hashing power, then it goes from a 90 to a 91 to 92, and each one is oh, yeah. doubling. And so it's not as simple as oh, I'm just gonna go. I'm, gonna, I'm the government. I'm just gonna print up you know, uh, 20 trillion dollars to go buy yeah. the crypto market. Because if they did that, this is the genius part of it, and it's a you know valid concern that people have. But if they did that, what oh. would happen is, it would, and, I, and I actually did talk about this on my. Uh, On a podcast i just did with charlie robinson it's not out yet it'll probably be out in like uh probably about two weeks or so but what would happen is if the government did somehow do that and take over all the hashing power then everyone a lot of people have a record of what the previous blocks looked like before the government you know took it over and they'll just fork it and And they fork it and be like all right screw you guys you just wasted (laughs) trillions of dollars for nothing like usual because you're the government and you guys
1: what people don't understand is that most cryptos today are forks of uh bitcoin itself like almost all
0: of them or, a th- or no actually more so yeah. it'd be ethereum tokens is probably actually the yeah. the, the bigger oh, a lot thing.
1: of ethereum tokens too but like uh, uh, you got monero is a uh, you know offshoot uh, a fork of bitcoin back in the day right bitcoin cash bitcoin sv uh, so a lot of these uh, currencies have just been forked uh, over and and it's an easy way also to you are know, you looking exit for more options get out of the control grid all these morons uh, if they tried to pull something like that, you know, it's a, it's called a 51% attack. I remember them talking about this all the way back in 2013 when we had our first uh, little conference here in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, that was the big thing that they were talking about at the time because the the actual hashing power was, you know, like just min, miniscule compared to what it was. And it was only three tokens that existed. It was Litecoin, Bitcoin, and then uh, it was Dogecoin back uh, back at that time that existed. Now it's like two thousand, uh, well, official, not, and then yeah. it's probably like six, uh, six to a hundred thousand, you know, unofficial currencies.
0: Yep. Yeah, and what do we have coming up next? We have J. P. Morgan sees millennials almost done here, guys. Sees millennials' Bitcoin preference over gold as foundation for its long-term success. Yeah. So isn't that funny that you've got J. P. Morgan of all people, who uh, you know, I will be doing a report on uh, from Jekyll Island that I have coming out in a little while. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's fitting that's J.P. Morgan because as our next article it segues right into this large tech client uses J.P. Morgan's J.P.M. Coin for the first time, and so this Quorum, is-
1: that's Quorum, it's called the J.P. Morgan Coin, yeah,
0: yeah, and so and, and yeah, I wasn't sure what it, what it called, but uh, it's the firm has launched, right, blah, blah blah blah, but yeah, anyways- actually the
1: Monetary Authority of Singapore is uh, trying to do something with Quorum.
0: Yeah. So what they're doing, you know, with this is it's for, you know, it's, it's all like inner bank transfers uh, that they can make. So it's not, you know, really like a real sort of like crypto. And obviously since JP Morgan is, you know, creating, it's obviously not a real type of, you know, crypto, but it is using technologies. And it's been said, and I'll say it again, that obviously, you know, crypto can be used to either enslave humanity or free humanity and I've been trying to help it free humanity but unfortunately because of all the uh, ripple uh, tards out there yeah. and other people that they are advocating towards the uh controlling humanity aspect of it and obviously it's oh, like yeah JP it's Morgan. because it
1: sounds cheaper because there's less like you can't buy a whole bitcoin like uh, people don't understand that oh, you can what buy a
0: thousand dollars because I'm like yeah there's like you know truly yeah. like I forgot how many ripple there are like 80 billion oh, and,
1: and you can constantly print new ones right so like the the whole ripple blockchain is well, just it's, central- a, it's well, not even a real blockchain it, it's just a fake ledger
0: and I don't even want to waste any more time even talking about oh. Ripple because yeah, you know, I, I had a three-minute video that didn't. Uh, they actually, by coincidence, the day of the all-time high of Ripple and saying, in ever at the time, this is like this thing's like January third, twenty eighteen. That was, was only a three-minute <laughs> Facebook live that I did, and uh, at the time, everyone said that Ripple is going to be ten dollars. And I said, I hope everyone that's buying right now that thinks it's going to ten dollars, I hope you lose all your effing money. And then my internet cut out, but right at that point. So, was, <laughs> but I was going through, uh, you know, like the, one of the guys behind yeah. Ripple was also one of the guys behind. Uh, behind uh mount gox the guy that actually sold the co- mount gox to the other guy mm-hmm. i believe was Carpellis, Jar- i think was the guy who ended up owning yeah, it the, but before Carpellis yeah. was another guy and then that and i forgot the guy's name but uh it, it, would, it would come to me if i were to think about it for long enough but anyways it was that guy that knew a bunch of shady stuff were going down in that email in that video there's emails that go back and i, I will say if you want to know more about this and i don't agree with this guy and everything but tone bays has a really great uh um, I think he called it uh, some sort of scammer. I mean, he's always saying scam. He's like the boy that cried scam. But anyways, he did one that was really great on on Ripple back in the day. Uh, that you know I, I thought was great. And then we got one more article over here. Actually, two more articles. But for central bank digital currency, the first <laughs> nationwide CBDC in the world has been Bahamas. launched by the Bahamas. So there we have it. We have the Sand Dollar, uh, which is you know a uh, Bahamian, however, I don't know how you pronounce it. Bahamian, Bahamian, uh, can I use. Bahamian Grove? Yeah, Bahamian, weaving, well. come not weaving spiders. Never, are weaving spiders. <laughs> I forgot what what that is. But anyway, so that yeah. that's interesting. I mean, I haven't, you know, it's Bahamas, so I don't, you know, decided to, you know. Uh, the the problem
1: in. with CBDCs, though, central bank digital currencies, and it's not CBC, uh, CBD. Like we're not talking about CBD oil or anything here. We're talking about something central way uh, like dangerous currency. and toxic. Yeah, something very toxic. Uh, and uh, a lot of these currencies are not blockchain whatsoever. They're just digital ledgers that they're trying to, you know, uh, create some form of currency that is, you know, digital, that they're going to enslave us in. Because as soon as we go to those uh, central bank digital currencies, you're going to end up with a, a bank account. You might It might look like you have your bank account with your bank, uh, potentially, that they still have that. So, you know, the general public doesn't see that you have your bank account directly at the Federal Reserve or at Bank of Canada. Uh, but it's going to be like that, and you're not going to be able to take up any currency to have any privacy whatsoever. And that's why it's so important, Tim, with uh, a lot of these cryptocurrencies, that we educate ourselves on them and that we take them and start using them uh, a lot more. Uh, because if we don't, we're going to get enslaved in this central bank digital currency world that is coming. No matter what you, tr- uh, everybody tried to say, uh, they're pushing it really hard. Uh, as of late, Tim, and uh, they're not gonna slow down, they're gonna because they know that if they can't, you know, enslave us uh, into the central bank digital currency system, they will not be able to go into deep negative interest rates to then try to, you know, continue the the Ponzi scheme that they got going the central banks with the uh, currency printing. So, if if they can't get us, you know, corrals into the central bank digital currencies, it's that that is the total end game whatsoever. Like, there's no way out if they if we stop that. Uh, from happening you know it's game over to the central banks in my point of view
0: game over and now here's a yeah. game over uh, from the other way other side of things is double line last article here Digital currencies will end the dollar status as the world's reserve currency. And again, Double Line, we mentioned this earlier. That's run by Jeffrey Gundlach, who is known as the Bond King, and that is uh, the Bond King's company talking about this. Not just some tin hat wearing person. This is, you know, one of the most respected money managers out there, and a guy that, you know, has called a lot of things, you know, correctly. And uh, and I do, you know, tend to agree with that. But you know, we've had. A lot of stuff that we've talked about today, and we'll probably cut this up and have like a separate, you know, crypto section and separate section on you know the all the yeah. stuff we talked about in the beginning, which was so long ago I can't even remember what we were talking about it. And then Josh <laughs> said that I should have invited him onto this. Yeah, well I did invite you. I thought you were gonna be sleeping because it's I don't know how early it is, but anyways, if you guys we not want you we- on her, Josh, come on. If you guys are you watching, think? this is part of Wolf- this is our show. Stay is out right? here, Josh. <laughs> If you guys are watching this as part of yeah, part of uh, you know WHAM, you know, hope you guys you know can subscribe to us. We're actually we're yeah. still on YouTube, so you can subscribe to the Liberty Advisor channel on YouTube. You can also uh, find us on BitChute, which you know soon we'll have all the videos up there. You can also find yeah. us on uh, actually. Sorry, I realize I was Let's get Josh on for next week. Yeah, and actually, you know, we're probably gonna take a break on Tuesday because Tuesday is the election. Oh, Tuesday. Thursday, then, Thursday will be the only time. Yeah, and then Monday, you know, we'll we'll be back Monday for Union of the Wanted, which that should be. Especially if Ed's there, so I mean, Ed's going to be there. I mean, it will potentially be there. Uh, Sam Tripoli will definitely be there. Probably get Melody Crow. Obviously, Ricky, uh, who's running it. And a lot of a lot of big time people are out there. John's going to yeah. be there. I'll be there, and hopefully, you'll be there. But anyways, I'm going to go out with a quick little ad, and uh, hope you guys will be back. And anyways, John, what what do you want to pimp? Do you want to you know, you got your website, the economic? Yeah, pretty easy.
1: You- yeah, go to my website, theeconomictruth.org, and there you can find, of course, anything about me. You could also hire me if you want to, to uh, either, you know, uh, go into deep into economic history, try to teach you a little bit about, you know, what the potential outcomes could be by understanding history, become very powerful and can win that way. Uh, so you could set that up. You could also, like, I'm, I'm doing uh, blockchain consulting a lot of times, so I actually I've been a blockchain uh, advisor for two different blockchains. I'm still uh, working on uh, one called um, uh, UOS, and then I still also work on one called Uber State, which is a real estate uh, token. Uh, and then, of course, I'm working on another project right now uh, with a, uh, another buddy uh, down in uh, Australia, which is uh, pr- pretty excited about as well, and see what we can get out of that. Uh, then of course, you yeah, just go there and hire me, or set me up as just you know, let's let's meet and hang out and and talk, and I'll uh, educate you on uh, important things. You can find my books there: the economic, uh, the end of freedom, how our monetary system and slaves so Those about uh, two thousand years of so, uh, history of money, and then of course, Canada, the greatest economy in the world? Question mark. I actually have had some people tell me that you know this is a book that anybody could read in any country because it's it's basically very similar to. Uh, you know in every country around the world of what you're writing about so uh, very important things and of course you can find everything else that i do all of my data that i put out about the federal reserve you know the tim i probably have some of the best data in the world i would say uh, out there right now when it comes to all the, the different interventions. Data,
0: the, best data. <laughs> never, never, no, the world's never seen data like me it's huge it's exactly awesome. Yeah, and, uh, i, I, wish if, I was you, if anybody at, wants to send like, John a donation for a for a new microphone, so we don't have to hear the static, you know, he will be accepting those too. Actually, actually,
1: I do have my good microphone, but I'm I'm on my stupid hands well, free right you know, now, so I think the, my the hands free is sometimes going sometimes bad. Sometimes yeah.
0: the problem with the yeti, and I've got one over here too, is that it picks up a whole lot yeah. of extra noise too. So you know, oh, there's, for sure. there's all sorts of. Uh, Use cases for this stuff. But anyways, I'm going to leave you guys with a quick commercial. Thank you guys for hanging. We'll be back on Monday for Union of the Wanted. Potentially, might do a random thing on Tuesday with, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be at Dr. Frank's house, so might be doing an election thing there, but not going to guarantee it. And uh, yeah, and if not, we'll be back with the Tim and John show on Thursday. But thank you for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe. Thank you for everyone that has been in the comments. If you guys want to get in on future comments and ask us questions, make sure to, uh, you know, watch us live. We'll be coming live. Actually, we got a time zone change next week because I'm arizona so we don't change times so what, what time are we gonna do what time is good for you uh next thursday because well right now, it, it would just hours, basically yeah.
1: uh, i'll be on central time so you'd be on mountain time be, so I'll, you I'm, could I'm just, just add specific
0: time to mountain time because arizona are rebels yeah so so
1: for time. me like i'm just like you could just think of like an hour le- uh, earlier for you right yeah an hour it would be an hour earlier for you uh okay, that's so fine like, for me so or like later six, so like six if
0: o'clock eastern four Six o'clock Eastern
1: would time, be uh, would be well actually it'd be uh, better seven Eastern because that would be six my time uh, six or like so seven or later Eastern.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, else that's change. best. No, I I hate how everybody changes and we don't change. Yeah, I'm I'm changing every, this weekend. I wish, yeah. I wish everybody didn't change yeah. because it's such a pain in the ass trying to schedule this time of year. Uh, but maybe because I got my brain is so many other things. But anyways, thank yeah. you guys. Problems so when government exists. But yeah. Time. All right. Peace out, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Have a good one.
0: Are you looking for more options inside of your IRA, inside of your retirement accounts, and just the plain old maybe 10 choices you have, large cap indexes that you have inside of your maybe old employer 401k? Well, if so, if you're looking to do more exotic things like investing into Bitcoin, where you can hold on to the private keys, we do offer self-directed IRAs you can find out more about that at thelibertyadvisor.com. Helped pioneer this back all the way in 2017, before the big run-up, to be able to help people put them on a better path within their own retirement accounts, and let them and let you guys invest in the things that you know about, not the things that Wall Street is just telling you to invest in, so that way they get a fee. Anyways, thelibertyadvisor.com for all for more information and how we can help with okay, you and your family fee- yeah? on a better path. Thank you.